Hello and welcome to An Unconventional Teacher. I'm your host, John Hinthorne. Our podcast explores the unconventional methods that make our classrooms and educators great. We hope to uncover why it is that the unconventional ways of yesterday are now becoming the conventional ways of today. We have a bunch of exciting ways for you to support our growing community of unapologetically unconventional educators. They can all be found in our show notes and on social media. Thank you for being here. And a very special thanks to all those who donate to our show and work to make this Pay It Forward project possible. If you're a listener and you're coming back for more episodes, thank you for coming back. And if this is your first time listening, we are so glad you're here. Our incredible episode with Sherilyn Ann Amendola is one to stick around for. Sherilyn is a 15-year-plus veteran in the classroom who brings an element of fun to everything that she does. Beyond that, she's an incredible history educator. She's received so many accolades for her work, and we are so glad to bring you this episode. Now let's begin. All right, welcome back to another episode of An Unconventional Teacher. Folks, we have the 2017 New Jersey History Teacher of the Year, Cheryl Ann Amendola. Uh, Sherilyn, oh my gosh, it is so awesome to have you here. I'm going to do a quick intro to you. Beyond that highest of accolades in the state of of New Jersey, um, you have about 15 years plus of experience in education. Um, You've worked in in many different types of schools and you're currently at um, a pretty prestigious school, a high performing school, a school with a great reputation. It's called the Montclair Kimberly Academy. And you are uh, a middle school history department chair, which is really neat the vice president of the New Jersey Council for History Education, which is great. So maybe you can chat with our listeners on what that means, but we're so happy to have you here. Thank you for bringing your expertise to our show and your unconventionalism. Uh, We're excited to hear what brought you to that accolade. And um, we also want to just kind of put in context, Sherilyn and I were talking that we are doing this interview right now amidst um, a historical event right now in the Capitol. And um, we want to put uh, this interview in that context. Uh, I actually haven't checked the news right now, so maybe Sherilyn, you can talk to us about what's going on. Uh, but we have a bunch of emotions going on in the in the U.S. And as two history lovers and a history teacher yourself, uh, we want to put this interview in that context. So thank you for being here, um, Sherilyn. What inspires you to teach? Thank you so very much for having me. Before I get started, I really appreciate it. I've been listening to your podcast, and I'm really grateful to be counted among all the other awesome teachers that you have brought on. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so what inspires me to teach? I am very passionate about my subject and I'm also very passionate about my students finding something that they love. So I think that passion is what brought me to teaching. I love teaching history so much and I love teaching civics so much that I just wanted to bring happiness and passion to other kids. And even if it's not civics or government or U.S. history or world history that they decide they're passionate about, Mm -hmm. I want them to see someone who loves something Mm -hmm. so that they can understand that feeling and and maybe be inspired to go and find something that uh, that they love, too. And um, one other thing that inspires me to teach is just being with students. I tell my students every day that I love them. And Mm. I want every kid that ever crosses my path to know that one teacher or one adult in their life at least loves them so that they just have that feeling. I want every kid to have that feeling of being loved. I absolutely appreciate that 
it is so important, especially now, to let our students know that we love them. And I teach high schoolers, so I always say, I love you, but not in a creepy way, you know, <laughs> to kind of couch it a little bit. But we do. Um, if we have a passion for what we do, and um, I'm so glad that you said that. It is so nice to know that, that there are teachers out there that tell their students that they love them. Um, I also want to just add in that you are a fellow podcaster. You just launched your podcast, Teaching History Her Way, and it is really good. Um, oh, I'm a history you. I'm a history buff, and I'm I, I was a history major at Prince Edward College, and then went into um, language um, as well. So I was a Spanish major. But that aside, oh my gosh, you have such interesting content, and I encourage all of our listeners to go check uh, your your podcast out again. It's Teaching History Her Way. So we're going to jump right into our theme of this podcast, Shailen, if that's okay. And um, we are talking about what makes us unconventional. So what sort of things do you do in your classroom, in your day-to-day setting with your students beyond that essential love that you have for them that makes you an unconventional teacher? We have fun. And we have fun every single day, as long as I can help it. I try to make sure that there (laughs) is no kid that is bored, which I'm sure all of your (laughs) listeners do as well. Um, But some things that I like to do is I I like to teach history from different angles and different lenses. So, um, for example, when I teach about the 18th century, which is my favorite thing to teach about, I dress up. Mm -hmm. So I come in and I talk about women's fashion and how women's fashion can give a can give us a perspective into what it was like to be a white woman in the 18th century and not only uh not only by what she's wearing so what did they wear but what does what story does what they wore tell Mm -hmm. all of us what economic story does it tell us what story does it tell us about women's rights um what story does it tell us about a woman's place in society and um i try to bring that in as much as possible we act uh, uh, rather than study the Constitutional Convention, we have one. Nice. Which is really, uh, really a lot of fun. Uh, the kids make a plaque for their state. They take on the roles of who uh, of who they are in the convention from their state, who their delegate would have been, and they they debate. They debate. Um, they debate on what kind of compromise does there need to be about representation. They debate mm-hmm. on whether or not there should be an electoral college. So it's really great to bring that kind of thing in. Um, and I also try to give them as many real world experiences as I can. So at the uh, at the close of the year, we take about a month and a half to do something called Project Citizen, mm. where students um, work on a law. They they look for things in their town, in the state, in um, in the United States that they want to change. And they try to figure out ways that they can work with government to do that. And they end up calling government offices. They end up calling uh, private citizens. They end up talking to different organizations. Uh, one year, our kids were invited to um, speak to one of the um, one of the state legislators who mm. was really cool. And she brought their law to the Office of Legislative Management to be written. And, and oh, wow. Floor. So um, they never made it to the floor, but the kids were really excited about yeah. that. Um, they've through this project, they have found out about the opioid crisis and they've actually um, the information that they gave have helped people that I know find beds uh, when they couldn't for um, for overdosing. And they have brought in they they are responsible for AEDs being in the building. So they've done a lot of really very cool things. And just through this idea of history is fun and history is something that I do. Absolutely. And you're the age of your students is 
I teach mostly uh, eighth graders. So I have 13 graders. and 14 year olds, but okay. I also have, um, I teach a fifth grade world history class too. Okay. Awesome. So you have fifth graders as well. That's such a fun age. My brother taught fifth grade last year, told me many stories about fifth graders. Um, yes, they're a different animal. Definitely. <laughs> they're, they're a different animal. I love that. Um, I do, I do want to just let everyone know that the stories that um, Sherilyn are, 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 is talking about in class are sort of coming through in your podcast as well. And um, especially, oh my gosh, the episode right now. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about the episode right now real quick uh, to plug sure. that? I, I really find it interesting. I want, to, I want the viewers to hear it from your perspective. So I, I recognize that a lot of history is not told. So we hear a lot from the dead white guy's perspective. And sure. while while we work hard to make it better, we really have to ask uh, ask each other um, about our blind spots. What aren't we seeing uh, and how can we help other people? So uh, one day I was talking with my friend Bernadette Becerro and she was telling me about her experience as a Filipino-American uh, teacher as well as a Filipino-American student in American history class. And I was like, mm. B, that would be great. Will you tell other people about that because that your experience is just something that I could never feel and I would love for other people to hear about it so on my podcast this time around she is uh, she talks about what that's like and what it was like what it was like as a teacher uh, to help her Filipino American students be seen and also what it was like as a student not to be seen at all and um, that it, it it has informed my teaching even more. And I I feel like it's just a really great episode to listen to. Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Well, we have a very short podcast here. And after our second question, we get into a story. Um, Our listeners are really enjoying these stories. And so we'd love for you to, as a history teacher, share share with us a story that involves you as a teacher, as an educator, taking risks with your students or in your classroom or your curriculum, and it's paying off. So in keeping with my theme of teaching every story, I teach LGBTQ history in mm-hmm. my class as met, as much as I can, as much as I can bring it in. Uh, my eighth grade history class is, um, is 18th century history mostly, and there were different terms. Um, they actually didn't even exist. It was more like male friendships, passionate friendships, uh, things like uh, that. Um, but euphemistic one- terms. Yes. And um, there's really no, no, or at least not much evidence to um, prove whether or not those relationships were loving friendships or if they were something more. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of passionate letters between men and a lot of passionate letters between women. Um, but one of the, one of the lessons that I started teaching in my eighth grade class, most, most years I get to this one every year, I always include LGBT history um, is one about gender in the colonial era. So we mm. look at, we look at what is gender today and really what the kids come out with is that gender is a construct because in the 18th century children up until the age of seven wore the same thing little boys wore dresses and little girls wore dresses there were no colors there weren't girl toys and boy toys the world did not become gendered for a colonial child until they became seven when a when a boy would get their first pair of pants in a breaching ceremony (laughs) interesting there was a ceremony for it yeah (laughs) i didn't know that um, it was a big deal in some families to get your first pair of pants. Yeah. So, um, 
So we talk about, we look at 18th century art and I ask the kids which boy, which child is boy and which child is a girl. And they see that the gendered world around them today is really something that is constructed and that it's society that tells us what boys look like, quote unquote, what girls look like. Um, and just recently uh, I started figuring out how to include talking about um, third gender in Native, Native American societies. Mm. So um, I, I know that talking about a person's gender is not supposed to be outside the box, and it should not be outside the uh, outside the box. A person chooses a person chooses their gender. Gender is something that is their choice. Um, but for for some students, it's the first time that they're hearing that um, gender is not something that is um, that is biological, <laughs> and uh -huh. it's the first time that they're hearing that there is more than one, right? Or more than two. Sorry, it's not binary. Right. Right. Um, so very much non-conventional, unconventional, um, looking at uh, history through other lenses. What a refreshing approach to your classroom, um, to your content. And uh, again, I want to encourage everyone to go head over to Shailan's um, podcast. It's it's new. It just came out. In fact, we started it, our podcast at the, about the same time. And we've been talking offline and sharing some, uh, some things. It's been really great getting to know you online. And it is so awesome to have you on our show. Um, I absolutely appreciate it. And uh, I, I hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your day in these very odd and disturbing times. Um, and I hope that you, you ask the question on Twitter. I'm going to end our interview today. Um, does any social studies teacher know how to talk about what's going on right now? And just the simple fact that you have the humility and the vulnerability to ask that question. Um, I want to end there. Thank you for coming on our show. Do you have any final, final words for our listeners before we take off? Make sure every student is seen in your class. Do your very best. And even if you are not perfect, because I am not, the very first thing that you can do and the very best thing you can do is show up for every student every day. Beautiful. Well, we're going to end with that, showing up for every student every day. That's Sherilyn Amendola. Um, thank you all for listening. We hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for coming on, Sherilyn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of An Unconventional Teacher. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed producing it. This is a project to pay it forward to the teachers and educators out there seeking something different. If you are or have someone in your world that is an unconventional teacher, please send their name to anunconventionalteacher at gmail.com and we can work to get them on this show. Also, please join us on Instagram and Twitter at an unconventional teacher and be a part of our growing movement to embrace the different. As I tell each and every one of my classes I teach at the end of our time together, vive como si fuera su último día. Live like it were your last day. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.